The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Right now that time, 818. You're listening to WGNS, your good neighbor station since 1947. Now join us on air is Dr. Craig McCabe, local eye doctor. Dr. McCabe, how are you? Good morning. I hope everybody had a great weekend, even though it was a little bit wet. I know that I feel lucky and hope hopefully everyone else is when they look out at their yards and they're nice and green where normally this time of year they're not so nice and brown great point you know i didn't even think about that but yeah by now we're starting to see brown yards but no we had so much rain this past weekend yeah it's also helped a couple things it's helped keep our temperature down where other areas in the country you can see are much worse they're in a drought they are brown they have to restrict their electricity so they can't get cool. And uh, we're, we're fortunate to have the weather that we're having. The other good thing is that it helps to wash the pollen down the sewers. Ragweed can be very high now. And if you're like me, you know exactly when that ragweed starts to bloom, you get those allergies. But we've been lucky so far. It's reduced that total pollen count. It really has. In fact, I can even notice a difference, you know, compared to just last week, earlier in the week. I, man, my nose was just stuffy the whole week. Eyes were even itching. Come today, not at all. Yeah, well, again, you can, I mean, I had plans to do several things outside this weekend that got canceled or postponed. But then I, I try to think about the good things about it, and we're fortunate in those ways. Definitely are. And it feels nice outside this morning. You know, it, it has really cooled things off quite a bit, which is definitely always welcome. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we did have two, three weeks where there was like a, a big um, high-pressure cell of hot air over uh, the middle of the country, or I guess that was about a month and a half ago. But uh, lately, we've had uh, much better weather than many places. Yeah, definitely. Well, Dr. McCabe, to kick off this morning, earlier mm-hmm. in the morning during Swap and Shop, I started asking listeners, you know, I said, Dr. McCabe's going to be joining us later on this morning. So text us any questions you may have for dr mccabe so we started getting questions for you about uh oh let's see about 750 or so this morning so we've got a few text message questions to get to this morning to say the least and well, uh, let's get it going. yeah one of them starting off the this morning says it has felt like and i'm not sure what happened like something is in my eye, almost like a piece of metal. It feels like it's been there for at least a week or two, but sometimes it hurts. Other times I think it's gone and I don't feel anything. Could this actually be something in my eye or could it be something else wrong with my eye? Yeah, I'll tell you, usually if you get something in your eye and you can't get it out, <clears throat> well, I'll tell you, your whole day stops. 
and you don't really want to do anything till you get that situation fixed. So considering that it comes and goes, uh, the next most likely diagnosis for a intermittent foreign body sensation in the eyes is a dry eye problem. And uh, people will say, how can my eyes be dry if I'm crying and they're so wet? Well, that, of course, isn't normal. And that only happens when you do get something in your eye of some kind of irritation. And dryness can also provide that irritation. So you have that foreign body sensation, and then your eye starts to puddle up. Maybe a tear rolls down your cheek. So any of those kind of situations are typically a dry eye. They can be other things like blepharitis. But as long as it's very watery, <clears throat> that discharge from your eyes, it's typically a dry eye, blepharitis, or maybe a viral infection like the pink eye is actually common because uh, everybody's going back to school. Uh, other things... An infection, as far as a bacteria, that typically gives you a thick, goopy, may even have a green or yellowish color to that discharge. But in all cases, if it's been there that long and it's bugging you, you should go see an eye care professional. Most likely, they can make your symptoms better within one day once you see them. That, that's interesting, and I'm surprised that when it feels like something could be in your eye, it could actually be just a dry eye issue. That's interesting. Yeah, the only protective reflex that your eyes have against any problem is to try to wash and water that irritation out, whether it be an eyelash, a speck of dirt, <clears throat> a scratch, an infection, or even dryness causing the allergy. Huh. So all those things can make your eyes water. And we have another question here. It says, my mother has always told me that rubbing my eyes is harmful to my eyes. And she told me this whenever I was tired or falling asleep or at least acting like it while trying to do homework. Now that she's much older and so am I, is there any truth to this about rubbing your eyes being harmful well come on now you know that your mother and father are always right <laughs> so of course of course you know it's actually been shown in scientific journals that rubbing your eyes can make astigmatism worse uh, Hearing in a little baby can be one of the first signs of the baby having something called glaucoma that you can be born with, that can be inheritable. But rubbing your eyes, nobody rubs their eyes because they feel good and they don't bother them. Everybody rubs their eyes because they don't feel good and they do bother them. So the whole point is get that irritation um, reduced or greatly improved and you won't be rubbing your eyes. Now, typically when you're up studying, it's late at night. You know, what's interesting is that most dry eyes happen later in the day and after you've been focusing intently for at least 20 minutes, whether that be reading, watching TV, or even nighttime driving. 
and that during those times, it's been recorded and proven that people only blink half as much as they do normally. And blinking is what re-moisturizes our eyes. So therefore, doing any of those activities, if you're prone to it, is going to lead to dry eye irritation and make you want to rub your eyes. And boy, rubbing your eyes feels so good for about five seconds. But it releases bad chemicals called cytokines from your eyelid, which actually inflame the eye and make it worse. So rubbing your eyes truly when you do it excessively is definitely not a good thing for your eyes. Well, makes sense. I I guess we should have known that. (laughs) Probably not good to rub your eyes. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully she didn't tell you that they'll stick like that. (laughs) But, yeah, rubbing your eyes can lead to problems down the road. And this next question, it says here, I am new to the world of having Hashimoto's. And I think we had a Hashimoto question a couple of weeks back, didn't we? Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's the thyroiditis problem. This person says Um, they're new to it, and they were wondering because they were, uh, well, looks like they read some symptoms online after after getting diagnosed. And one of the symptoms that could occur would be a blindness. Is there any truth to forming blindness when you have Hashimoto's disease? You know, um, Hashimoto's thyroiditis can be a very significant problem, uh, both emotionally and psychologically for these patients. Uh, they, you know, they feel very self-conscious because of the way their eyes look. They can get anxiety, depression, all kinds of problems, but they can definitely get red sore eyes. And in the acute phase of it, that is best if it's treated. And you can see your ophthalmologist, you can see an endocrinologist, and they can get you started on a program to make that much better. I think about 14 million Americans have it, so it's not that it's that uncommon either. So definitely, um, it sounds like they've been uh, diagnosed with, you have to get these special autoantibodies that test for it. Um, They can have a severe dry eye problem. They can have uh, hypothyroid. They can have estrogen problems. So you definitely need to see probably at least two doctors to get this looked after. But as long as you're getting it looked after, you will get better. There are good treatments for it. Uh, It sounds like a a really un- comfortable thing to go through then for sure for many reasons yeah it's it's like 20 times more common in women than in men uh but uh definitely they can look at this look at your thymus gland uh it can also affect your immune system uh you can get a great big neck like a goiter um you can get that thyroid stare So 
it's definitely something you want to get treated. And always with these treatments, the sooner the better. Again, Dr. Craig McCabe is on air with us this morning. And in case you're wondering where his office is located, we probably don't say this enough, 122 Heritage Park Drive right here in the borough. And if you have questions for him, feel free to text them in right now. We'll get to your question, 615-893-1450. Here is another question. My right eye will twitch at times almost like the feeling of a muscle reflex, but not all the time. What could cause this, and should I worry? So I have the same problem. It's got a fancy name you never heard of, uh, probably, called myokymia, M-Y-O-K-Y-M-I-A, myokymia. So you can Google that. But basically, it's an involuntary, uncoordinated spasm of the obicularis oculi muscle, which is the muscle, it's kind of like a purse string muscle. It's around your eye and it helps you to kind of squeeze and squint your eyes closed. Not blinking, but you know, when you really close your eyes hard. So what happens, and it's typically on the lower lid, can be the upper lid too, but more often it's in the lower lid. And whenever your eyes once again are dry, or you're stressed out, or you haven't gotten enough sleep. Those are the three things. So I would get it uh, in med school and for my PhD, like exam week, because I'd be up late, so I wouldn't get enough sleep. Um, I didn't know about eye drops then, so I was using eye drops, and I was stressed out like crazy. And you'll get a little tick like on that lower lid, like tick, 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 tick. You'll, you'll almost see and feel it spasming. Uh, it's totally benign, though. It does not lead to any significant problems, but it can be an indicator of those other things that we mentioned, and it is easily treatable. So lots of times if it's bothering you too much, you can even get just a little touch of Botox in that muscle that'll calm down that spasm temporarily while you are stressed out, dried out, and an insomniac. So those are the things to help take care of it, but it is a minor problem. Again, Dr. Craig McCabe on air with us, and I know you just mentioned Botox. Now, you do different Botox things in your office. What, what types of Botox treatments do you do? Yeah, so that's a great question. And what it comes down to is we've opened uh, about two years ago a full-line skincare center at our office. So we have all the skincare products that are MD grade or doctor grade that you can't get at the local, um, you know, big box stores. Uh, we also have a uh, full line of the chemical peels. Uh, including ones with the uh, Retin-A in them. We have, which are, again, the MD line of those. And we have the Botox. We have the fillers. We have intense pulse light treatment, laser treatment, and the newest thing called radiofrequency microneedling. So whatever it is that you would like to get improved, chances are we can help you with it and at a price that, is probably significantly less than other places you've been. But if you look at Botox, 
which is a medicine that slows down neuromuscular synapses so it doesn't it inhibits muscle contraction some that is for people that they can have spasms of their eyes and sometimes their whole face on one side called hemifacial spasm they can have blepharospasm where both eyes kind of don't want to open they keep want to kind of squeeze and closed botox is great for those things where muscle contraction is causing a problem now those are functional ones then there also of course is a treatment like everybody thinks of with botox which is for wrinkles and what you have to understand about this is that you have wrinkles when you make facial expressions and then you have wrinkles when you make no facial expressions botox does not treat those ones that are without facial expression they're just your normal resting face but it does work extremely well on those smile or frown lines that we get which people say are the 11s between your eyes uh and of course the ones you get by the sides of your eyes when you smile and it works extremely well on that and for wrinkling of the forehead so basically botox is good for muscles of facial expression and if you've got wrinkles that are not that are just there all the time that's what the fillers are best for and we've got of course the best line of that but if you want an overall tightening and improvement of the look of your face everywhere including the neck or even on certain parts of your body that's when you get into the more uh superficial penetrating procedures which are the radio frequency micro needling and that's for tightening up large areas of skin again so doctor Go, go ahead. You may have seen it on TV and on the Kardashians, but if you're interested in that, just give us our office a call, and we can set you up with a consultation. And Dr. McCabe, we have a phone call for you here, so let's hear what they have to say. Hold on just a second. And uh, over here to line one. Good morning. You're on the air with Dr. McCabe. Good morning. Hey. Uh, this is Sue, and I'm a patient of Dr. McCabe's. And I just had my second cataract surgery removal last week, and I just wanted to let the audience know that it's a painless, it's really a pleasant experience. Oh, cool. Well, I'm glad that went well for you, Dr. McCabe. So, great. Well, tell us what your vision was like or what bothered you before you had the surgery. Uh, I was beginning to get the halo around lights at night, cars coming toward you, and um, images weren't as clear as they had previously been. You know, it's just more of a blurred image. Um, but now everything's really distinct, and um, I'm very happy with it. And anybody that might be dreading it or going to see about it, um, it, there's a lot of uh, other experiences a lot worse than this. There was no pain before or after the surgery, and the staff at the office and at the hospital were both just really, really nice. Well, that's great. I know a lot of people are nervous about it, so 
So I'm sure your words hopefully will convince some others. You know, we have patients that tell us they don't want to go to the eye doctor because they know the eye doctor is going to tell them there's something wrong with them that may need surgery because they know they're not seeing like they should anymore, and they're too scared to go. So it's always good to hear these comforting words. Now tell us what your, what your vision is like now. How do you see now near and far? I've got 20-20 vision, and uh, it's, it's just like I've gone back 20 or 30 years. <laughs> well, that, that's just wonderful. And the reading, how do you do with it? Very good, very good. Uh, I'm not, I can read without glasses, and um, everything's very positive. And I just appreciate your work and your talent. And uh, I just wanted to let you and your audience know that it's something that if, if you get it done, you don't even realize your vision's as bad as it is until you get tested and all. And then to get the end results after the surgery, you realize it was worse than you thought it was. So uh, I appreciate your help. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Uh, we appreciate it, and you have a great day. Again, that was Sue. Sue, thank you very much for calling in this morning for sure, but a fantastic story because I, I know that is surgery, when you hear the word surgery, is something that people automatically worry about no matter what the surgery may be. Yeah, well, they'll say, you know, you can cut on my legs, you can cut on my belly, but don't you touch my eyes. <laughs> and that's how a lot of people feel, and it's understandable. Um, but hopefully, you know, comforting words like that will encourage people because if you've got something wrong with your eyes, chances are it's been going on for a while. The sooner you take care of it, the better you'll do, and hopefully that will encourage you to go see uh, your eye care doctor so that things don't fester and get worse. Definitely. Again, on the air with us, Dr. Craig McCabe, eye doctor, and you can call us or text us at 615-893-1450. Here's another text question. What does it mean when an eye doctor says that the axis of your glasses prescription was off when you got your previous glasses prescription? Ah, well, they, hopefully they explain that a little better because that's some technical jargon that most people not in the eye care business are unfamiliar with. But <clears throat> you have to have, there's three things to vision as far as glasses go. And that's whether you're nearsighted, which means you have sighted near, you can see up close but not far away, or you're farsighted, which means you have better sight at far than you do up close, or you have astigmatism. And astigmatism is unequal curvature of the cornea, that front clear window part of the eye that our tear film lies on. And that can be more curved in one direction than in another, so it's not perfectly spherical like the surface of a beach ball or something, but if you put your hands on each side of the beach ball and pushed in, then you know that direction is going to be more curved and the other direction is going to be flatter. And when it's in your eyes on your cornea, that's astigmatism and that causes blurred vision from multiple focal points on the retina. 
And there's different ways to fix that. You can fix it with glasses if it's regular astigmatism or contacts. If you have irregular astigmatism, then the typical ones uh, of glasses and contacts do not fix that. You have to have a procedure to fix it. But let's say that it's the regular astigmatism. Then, like I said, it's steeper in one direction, and that direction is the axis. So if there's 180 degrees halfway around a circle, then that axis is going to have a value, if you look on your glasses or your contact lens prescription, of a number between 0 and 180. And it's referring to the axis. Now, that axis can change slowly over time. So it may be something when you're a teenager and then be completely different from that when you get older. So it does change. It typically goes more from 90 degrees to 180 degrees is a typical way that that drifts with time as we age. However, in your glasses, you get that same prescription to correct it. And if the axis is off, from where it was before, or it's not correct for you, then your astigmatism won't be corrected appropriately, and you can have some blurred vision from that. So you want to make sure when they're doing your glasses that they're taking their time and not just rushing you through. Interesting. And uh, this next question, and again, folks can call in or text us questions, either one. This next question, a little different. It says here, My past eye doctor had a problem with me getting my prescription from her and then going online to order my glasses. I never understood her reasoning, but it was like pulling teeth to get that prescription clearly written from her so I could order glasses online. Would you have a problem with that? No, no, no. We do it all the time, and I think most doctors do, to be honest. Um, We do sell glasses, and we do encourage you to get them from our office because we do spend extra time trying to make sure that it is exactly right. And if you don't like it, you can bring it back within 30 days, and we'll remake lenses, frames, whatever, for free. The problem arises when uh, you take that prescription, which is freely given. I mean, it's yours. You paid for it. That's your prescription. There shouldn't be a problem there. But then you get it online, and then something's wrong. The frames don't fit you right. The pupil distance, which marks the center of the lenses, is incorrect. Maybe the prescription's not correct. And the problem that most people that have gotten glasses will tell you is that once they get them in the mail, they kind of forget about you, and most of them won't do anything to help you. You're just kind of out of luck and out that money that you spent on those. So we have a policy at our office. I think it costs 50 bucks, but we will uh, measure everything, check everything, adjust everything with your glasses, all those things you would get as if you bought them from our office. Uh, and take care of them even after you bought them somewhere else. So we we do have that policy for people that want to do that because we don't carry every frame that there is made, and we want you to be happy. But, however, out of our hands, 
out of control is the quality of that lens that you get and the quality of that frame. So that that's the only thing, and I would say to everyone, if they're going to go that route, to make sure that the people they're getting it from online will take care of them after the sale. That's typically where the problem arises. But we do have things to help you somewhat with it. Sounds good. Again, Dr. Craig McCabe on air with us this morning. If uh, anybody is curious where his office is, it's 122 Heritage Park Drive off Memorial Boulevard. And Dr. McCabe, we have some more questions to get to, but we're going to take a short break because we have not done that yet. So when we come back, we'll get to a few more questions and folks can text us or call us 615-893-1450. Again, Dr. Craig McCabe, eye doctor, our guest this morning. Make sure you stay with us. We'll be right back right after this short break. Time again right now, 847. Hello, this is Amanda from Animal City, inviting your family to come do business with my family. All of us at Animal City would like to say thank you to the Murfreesboro and surrounding communities for supporting this family-owned business for 32 years. When you come see us, make sure to check out our two full floors full of great pets and supplies to keep them happy and healthy. Animal City, for your dog, cat, reptile, bird, and much, much more. Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. By growing up in the restaurant business and being always around it, it was just something that was just second nature to me. I didn't realize the amount of work that was involved in it. I, I didn't understand and appreciate all that my parents sacrificed in order to provide for us. And now I'm very thankful and, I, and I'm very appreciative of the foundation that they laid for me so we could teach others to create what they have done to make it more of a legacy than just a passing of the torch. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas's Restaurant. What were you doing 25 years ago? Jenny May and Dr. Carl Adams dreamed of a beautiful tree-filled campus for senior citizens. On Friday, September 16th, that dream celebrates 25 years. Come to Adams Place and enjoy games for kids and adults, entertainment and food trucks. It's free, Friday, September 16th at Adams Place. 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. Skies become mostly sunny here this afternoon, high in the upper 70s. Northwest winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear, low near 53. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 59. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. News time right now, 849. You're listening to WGNS again on this Monday morning, the 12th of September. Again, Dr. Craig McCabe in studio with us this morning. And uh, this next question here, it's asking about, you are a medical doctor, and I am curious what kind of doctor I see whenever I go to like a uh, shopping mall place to get my eyes exam versus what you are and what you offer. Well, you might get different opinions on what I am. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I'm a paradox. I actually have my medical doctorate and a Ph.D., doctor of philosophy, in nerve regeneration. But a um, 
a medical doctor, anybody with an MD after their name has been to medical school, <clears throat> as well as uh, doctors of osteopathy, so DOs. And so that's a separate group. And then everyone else is different. So everyone else has not been to medical school. So people that are optometrists, they have been to their OD schools, which are optometry doctors, and that's why they have an OD after their name. And they get uh, four years of uh, glasses and contacts and diagnosing eye diseases. And so typically they work at either LASIK centers and they may see you before or after the surgery, or they may work at other MD uh, doctor offices and they help maybe with pre-ops or post-ops after surgery with them. Uh, they may also do glasses and contacts there. And then there are those that uh, have their own business, their own building, and uh, they do glasses and contacts and uh, diagnose eye diseases there. And then there are those that work in the chain stores doing that. They're not their buildings, but they're hired by a large company to do that. And, uh, you know, some people will tell me um, that I go to the same place, but most of the time I see a different uh, doctor. Uh, and they, they do. They may go to several different of those chain stores. They may make them rotate around like that. But uh, those are optometry doctors uh, that are, they really get special in-depth training on your contacts and glasses. And as long as they're not rushing you through, as long as once a year you're getting a thorough dilated eye exam, you know, or they put that helmet on that we wear that looks like you're going mining for diamonds or something, as long as they're doing a thorough exam, then you're in good shape. But don't think that getting a brief, quick, glasses-only or contact lens-only check is getting a thorough eye exam. Your eyes have to be dilated, take some time, and looks all over the inside. Uh, and you, you should get those after uh, 45, uh, probably every year or two, and I'd say after... Uh, 50, 55 uh, every year, and that's assuming you don't have any problems with your eyes. If you have diabetes, um, I'm sure you're inundated with things from your insurance companies and others that tell you you should get a dilated eye exam once every year, regardless of your age. And of course, if there's an eye problem in the family, you need to be checked for that routinely. If the doctor's told you maybe you're a glaucoma suspect or a diabetes suspect or whatever, then you need to get that checked out once a year, too. Uh, if you're on certain medications, steroids, uh, certain uh, medicines for autoimmune diseases, certain high-risk medicines that can cause vision loss, then you're also supposed to get examined and tested for these things once a year. Uh, you know, if you're having a problem with your eyes, maybe you saw an eye doctor two months ago, but now you got a problem. It feels like there's a stick in it or a rock in it or it's tearing all the time or it's red or it's painful. You should go see the eye doctor right away. It's not like getting a little rash on your skin because you're working out in the garden or maybe you got a sneeze or a cough. 
nothing else that you're just going to wait a couple of weeks, see if it goes away. It is not normal to lose your vision. Let me say it again. It's not normal to lose your vision. You won't believe how many people we see. I lost my vision, but I, you know, I thought it'd get better in a week or so. You know, that's, that's not a good decision. So it's not that you go, you don't go see your regular doctor or your eye doctor only when things are a problem. You need to go once a year for these things so that if they do happen, you catch them early. You don't know if you have glaucoma. You, I mean, you don't know if you have high cholesterol. You don't know if you have diabetes. you got to go get checked by the doctor to fill these things. These aren't things that you should wait on. So thank you for listening to that. I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> well, I, I think you answered our, our next question as well. Within that, it was... You talk about annual eye exams, but what age should these annual exams start? And is it recommended to do an eye exam every single year? But I, I think you pretty much covered that. You're saying... Yeah, and your insurance pays for it. Even better. You know, as long as you you met the darn deductible. Don't you hate that that's darn true. deductible that's out of pocket? Because I know I ride that too. <laughs> but that's the terrible thing. But that's the, the year we live in now. So, um, yeah, get that taken care of. Yeah, I know it's one afternoon out of your life that you can't get back. <laughs> but if it catches something early, it will save you years and years of problems. This next question, it says, I know you said this before or answered it before. Do carrots improve your vision? And if not carrots, what fruits or vegetables would help with eyesight? So what's, what's the answer to that one? You know, I don't remember what your answer was. but I Have you ever seen a bunny rabbit wearing bunny. glasses? I have not. Right? <laughs> so um, carrots have vitamin A. <clears throat> and actually, vitamin A in high doses is not recommended. So it's not like you should go out and, you know, snarf a whole bunch of carrots every day. That's, <laughs> that's not it. Um, but you know what actually is good for your eyes is taking a regular multivitamin and if uh on the vegetable route it's mostly the dark greens that's been actually shown to help um with uh, macular degeneration so uh you know a healthy diet is like what's recommended for all things right that makes sense yeah now you can't eat a whole bunch of greens if you're on coumadin i don't know what coumadin is warfarin so that's a blood thinner, not as common now. They've shifted to safer ones, but it's a common one for people that have mechanical uh, heart valves, St. Jude valves, and others, people that maybe they've had blood clots or other things, and they're on the strongest one, which is Coumadin or Warfarin. So because that can inactivate it, and they know this, they go to get their blood checked every six weeks. They get poked to make sure that their INR is at the right level for them. And those that know what I'm talking about are shaking their head, yeah. But uh, so those are the ones that have to be careful with it. Otherwise, it's, it's pretty safe. We only have about 60 seconds left. I'm going to try to get to a couple more questions real f quick, though. We'll Speed get round. Phone call first. Good morning. Thanks for holding. How are you? Uh, yes, sir. I have a problem with my blood vessel busting in my right eye every now and then. I didn't know if that was a problem. I need to get checked out or not. Is it on the outside, the white part of the eye? Yes, sir. Okay, that's called a subconjunctival uh, hemorrhage, and it leaves a bruise there, and it's very unsightly. 
but 99% of the time it's not a sign of a problem. Assuming that you don't rub your eyes too much, do a lot of heavy lifting, or on blood thinners. So if you rub your eyes or on blood thinners, you, you can cause these things more often, so you should get a dry eye problem treated, and sometimes it can be an indication that you are over anticoagulated. So, um, you know, just see your doctors about that. Yeah, just talk to your doctor whether you really need to be on that baby aspirin or not. Okay. Thanks, sir. Mm-hmm. Thank you for calling, and, and now we're out of time. Dr. Craig McKay with us this morning, and you can find his office, again, Heritage Park Drive or online. What's that website? Uh, McKayVisionCenter.com. Our phone number is 615-904-9024, and we just have the most wonderful staff, and they'd love to talk to you and help you out with all your eye or skin issues. And I hope everyone has a great month, and we'll look forward to seeing you again the second Monday of next month. Sounds great. Dr. Craig McCabe, and you're listening to WGNS Murfreesboro. Stay with us. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender.